Hey, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast. I feel like I just talked to you yesterday. Nonsense. It's supposed to be a week. I'm supposed to get a week from not talking to you. That's why we live a floor apart. <laughs> but it's been one day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's usually, what, like 20 minutes, actually. But um, we haven't been on that batch train quite so much. No, well, uh, somebody keeps moving everywhere all over the country well, all the I'm time. I'm not moving. I'm just... You are moving. Tra- okay. You're just not moving, moving in that other sense. This would be better in another language with different verbs. Yeah, I think the context of that word isn't right for what you were trying to say. You're, but yes, I do travel quite You're moving your body often. all over everywhere. I'm kind of sorry about that. Uh, well, hey, you just set me up for a nice segue because... Oh, good. Today we are talking a lot about moving. Oh, and we're going to break down our exercise habits, fitness goals, routines like that. We get asked about this quite often. Um, and I know we did an episode probably like 70 episodes ago about Did you just say 70? Yeah. I think like the, the number one theme of this podcast is feeling old. <laughs> but I view it as a good thing. Look at this giant content library we have. But what I was going to say is I think we did an episode about 70-odd episodes ago about establishing a fitness routine. But in my opinion, any episode that we did that doesn't have a video version I think is ripe for sort of revisiting, especially if it was like two years ago. we got to do the deluxe remastered version. Yeah, the deluxe remastered version. You know, bonus scenes. This I I think I want to structure this episode to be a little bit more about our particular fitness routines and goals. Okay. Instead so of like an example. Yeah, instead of just general tips like here's how you do it. Uh, and we will link to that episode in the this show notes. This is called if you a push-up. Yeah. You push now you're going to put your hands on the floor. And now if you're a real baller, you're going to do them on your fingertips. But you're probably not. So hands on the floor. Well, you push okay. up and then you clap. 90-degree angle. You, know, you got to launch yourself in the air and clap before you get back to the ground. Yeah. This is now ehow.com. Yeah. Push-up lessons. <laughs> Whoa, where'd my iPad go? Um, but before we get into this episode, I do want to mention that if you are not already doing so, you should go follow both Martin and myself on Instagram. Uh, you are Yo Martholomew that is on true. Instagram, and I'm going to make sure that I make a little Instagram After Effects template thing for you, because we always have one for me, but I haven't gotten around to making one for oh, you yet. Oh, no, I didn't even know that. Yep. It's because you don't watch the podcast. I've been slight. Why would I watch the podcast? <laughs> Uh, so I will have one coming up over your face at some point. Well, probably not over your face. I Put could it, make it just I go want over, it to be so slide over make your it face. So that like the O's in Martholomew are my eyes. You know, just it's like I'm wearing a I'm pair debating, of glasses. I'm debating on how funny that would be versus how much effort it would be to actually do like the video tracking and After Effects and all that, and, like uh, reminding myself. It of would how to probably do it. only be worth it like for half a second or as a <laughs> screenshot, and then you'd be like, "Never mind, this is dumb." <laughs> I might I might tell Anna to do it. We'll see. I don't know if she knows how to do the tracking, but yeah. I'll tell her to take a screenshot and just put it over your face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Martin is doing a lot of really great, to be honest, photography Aww. on Instagram. So if you like pretty pictures, then follow him. And uh, I'm doing, well, other things. I don't that's know. True. I use Stuff my Instagram. Stuff that's more relevant to this episode. Yeah. I Honestly, like my Instagram is half like a fitness Instagram, it seems. I just like I want yeah. I want to help people be motivated to go out and move and do things. Uh, so that is you know, a very prevalent theme in my Instagram. Yep. Uh, but we also are taking some of the best clips and highlights from the podcast. So if you're one of the people who doesn't get a chance to listen to every single episode, or if you just want to review some of the best parts 
of our past episodes. Um, I'm publishing two a week on the on the Instagram right now. Oh, possibly more in the future. I did hear rumors that Instagram might be uh, changing the video time limit from one minute to one hour, which is going to make Instagram more of like a Facebook slash YouTube thing. I don't know how to feel about it, but I would say 51% of me is excited about it because I kind of want to do video content on Instagram. It seems like a great place to do things that are less serious on my YouTube channel, but hmm. right now it's a minute. So, okay. Like I wanted to share the Ninja Warrior obstacle course stuff I was doing, but it took me like a minute and 30 seconds to get through the course. So I had to make two videos. Well, that just like pushes you. You have to be better. At getting through the course. I was thinking of that. Or yeah. you can't share it. I was thinking my, my next goal for the course now is you can less take than an one hour, minute. I guess, maybe. <laughs> That's going to be real boring. Uh, so I'm Tom Frankly on Instagram, and you are you, Martholomew. So check that out, and we're going to have those links in the show notes. Uh, also, I do want to nerd out about an app that I just discovered. Okay. Because this is ostensibly a productivity podcast. So before we dive into the fitness stuff, uh, I'm playing with this app called Notion. And I believe you can find it over at Notion.so, which is a very weird domain extension. I've never heard of SO before. Um, I'm trying to think of what country that might be for. Maybe like South Africa? I got I nothing. Know. Some of them are weird and they don't, they're not like abbreviations. I got so nothing it could right be now. That. I don't know. Tell us in the comments what it is because I can't Google it fast enough to uh, avoid dead air here. But I've been looking for a replacement for Evernote for quite some time because, as you know, Evernote is a buggy mess. And there are things that they should have added into the app five years ago that they still haven't done, such as real-time collaborative editing. Why is that not on Evernote? Come on, Evernote, if you're listening to this. Is that a Notion? I think it is. Hmm. Notion is super team-based. Now, I mean, the difference is Notion has, well, actually, you know what? I may have to take this back. What is Evernote's pricing? I don't have any idea. Is it like $0, $5, $10? Whatever it is that it charges me every year. I think Notion may end up costing us a bit more because if you want to move to a team plan, it's $8 per month per user, which is pretty in line with things like Asana and other team apps we use. Mm. Whereas with Evernote, everyone can just have a personal account. I think you could pay 5 a month. So it may cost us more, but it's got that real-time collaborative editing, I think. Um it's got Markdown support, so you can actually write in Markdown, which you cannot do in Evernote. And Evernote's just been really buggy for me recently. It's because elephants are tall. They can't even see bugs. That's wise, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's definitely why. That's certainly not a very figurative and uh, not useful way for them to look at it. Well, we've told them about the bugs, though. And elephants do remember things, but they apparently don't that doesn't take mean they them care. seriously. Yeah. I mean... Recently, I've been pasting links into Evernote. I do this whenever I make a video. I paste all the links to the research that I am wanting to reference again. And I'll hit enter to go to the next bullet. And you'd think that it would be like, oh, he's done with the link. Let's reset the formatting back to default. Black, not hyperlinked, not underlined, whatever. Nope. It just continues the link sometimes, but not every time. So now when I'm making a bullet list and I paste a link, I have to take my cursor and go to the, the link or the uh, the bullet below it and then hit enter and arrow up. That's how you have to fix it because you can't just hit enter. Otherwise, it just continues the hyperlink and you're just typing blue underlying text. Yeah, that's fun. It's ridiculous. And it was happening to me both on a desktop and or the Mac and Windows client. So 
Such is the life of an internet hustler that uses both Windows and Mac. Such is the life of relying on apps that will change themselves <laughs> in true. 10 years. Well, the, the problem is they haven't changed themselves in 10 years. Well, that's, uh, okay, that's to, also be fair, to be fair to Evernote, they have changed some things for the better, but the lack of the collaborative editing is killing me. And Google Docs is not a viable alternative for my particular use case because I don't like how you have to... I don't like how there's a totally separate view between the files and the editor. I like having a more Evernote mm. or or yeah. maybe like an email client is a good example as well, where you have your notes on one side and your editor on another side, so you can easily switch back and forth. So I think Notion's got that. But the other thing I figured out is Notion allows you to create databases, which are basically tables, just like an Excel spreadsheet, basically. But you can do different views for the database. So for anybody out there who uses Trello, which is a Kanban style app, you can change your database's view from table to Kanban. And in the Kanban style app, if you're familiar with Trello, you have a board with lists and in the lists you have, in each list you have cards. The tags you add to a row in the database, the table view become the lists. So this is a game changer because whenever I make a video, I create a chronological list of all the B-roll items like images and text and pictures and you know stock video, all that kind of stuff that I wanna make. But then I try to batch the creation of it because I don't wanna you know, go film something and then come back to my computer and find stock footage and then go film something again. I wanna film everything yeah. that needs to be filmed and then I wanna get all the screencasts that need to be taken and then I wanna spend time getting all the Photoshop documents. So in the past, I would have to look at my chronological B-roll list and think, all right, which one of these are film? And then write those down. And then go, which one of these are screencast? And I would have to scan through them over and over and over again. With this database thing, I just tag each item in the tag column with the type of B-roll it is, and then I can switch immediately over the Kanban view, and it just is beautiful organized lists instantaneously. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen something That's else so... that can flip between that sort of thing so elegantly. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's cool. Potentially Airtable can do it, but I can I know that Google Sheets cannot do it. And Trello doesn't have a table style version. It's just Kanban. I haven't seen this before. So for my purposes, I think it's gonna be a game changer. And for anybody out there who has a similar use case where you're creating a list of things that must be done, and then you're trying to batch them based on the action required, but you wanna keep the list intact um, for later use, I haven't seen anything like this before. So, and there is a free version of Notion and there's a cheaper personal plan. I just, it's going to cost us more money because clearly there are team applications. Yeah. And, you know, once I get an editor, we're going to use this. <laughs> um, one of the database element types you can choose is checkbox. So we can just <clears> have a checkbox. And the other thing I'm really, really excited to dig into with this is uh, the templating feature. Anything you make can be a template. Oh, that's nice. So we could have like an employee onboarding document <clears throat> template with checkboxes and details and database or whatever. I do like templates. Yeah, templatify everything. Anyway, um, that's that's gonna be my nerding out. Is that three <laughs> tea bags? Yes, yes it is. Okay, in my defense. I'm not sure your tongue functions. It... <laughs> and that's fine, you know, I'm not gonna be like tongue ableist, but three, it's not even double, that's triple strength. Look, in my, okay, so when I drink a mug of tea at night, a single serving mug, I do two. So with this big glass teapot that's for two people, I was like, all right, we'll do three. But in my defense, I thought you were gonna fill the kettle all the way up 
which would make this thing filled all the way up and would be enough for like two cups for each of us. So I was like, all right, three will be less intense than what I drink, but still good. But then there wasn't enough water in the kettle, so well, we just ended up making I use, this incredibly I use, like, strong this, tea. I use this cool small Japanese teacup. The servings in uh, that kind of tea serving <laughs> are far smaller than our mugs. Mugs are huge. Not these, though, because this is like six or eight ounces. I'm guessing, is your teacup smaller than this? Well, it's a different shape. It would be hard for me to know. I think that these are. I didn't measure the volume. I think these are eight ounces. But I'm not. But I'm not sure. I'm not used to pouring a lot of water or doubling or tripling. I didn't know you were going to triple the things, you know. So I didn't think about it. Well, I did. Look, we're in this for the long haul. This podcast could go for like 45 minutes. How much tea am I going to drink in 45 minutes? It could be a lot. Could be maybe. Could be half that cup. It could be half that cup. (laughs) It depends on how much you talk, which. Uh, from what you alluded to earlier, I don't know how much you're going to talk in this well, episode. I, I got words, you know? I know I you got, have words. I got words. I got the best words. I just know your your fitness routine is a little more minimalistic on I, purpose. Everything I do is more minimalistic on purpose. This is true. Okay. So... But yeah, on to exercise stuff. Yeah, this week I wanted to just give people a look at what each of us does to stay fit, what our fitness routines are like, if indeed there is a set routine or is it just random... Uh, And what are your fitness goals? And because you're more minimalist, I think that starting with you would be a good idea. Okay. Because I'm just going to overwhelm people if I start with me. (laughs) Okay. So here's here's what I do. It's real simple. Um, My main goal is that I would like to achieve and perhaps surpass my prime level of fitness and strength, which I had before I injured the nerves in my arms. So years ago, and before I went to college and had a lot of illness not a great time for health for like five years in a row. Yeah. But I would like to gain back all the weight I lost during that period, which was almost entirely muscle weight. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to be able to do like 20 handstand push ups and, you know, easily 20 plus pull ups in one session without. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was, what do you consider your peak fitness it, in terms of performance? I guess, yeah, 20, 24, 25 pull ups in one set. It's more than I've ever done. I I used to be very strong for my size because I'm mm-hmm. not very tall. I'm not very wide. So like 135 is an incredibly healthy weight for me. Okay. And 140, which I kind of want to get to, would be pushing it and I would be in like a lot of muscle weight gain. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to do that. It's a really hard goal for me to reach because my main problem is that I don't remember to eat enough. And it turns out without food, yeah. which, uh, you know, you need that for your fitness. If you're not eating food, you the workouts don't do anything. I mean, you can stay fit. You can stay not, fit, but you can't. You weight. can't gain a bunch of muscle <laughs> weight while eating half the calories you need in a day. So that's yeah. my main issue. You but and Anna are both like that. You guys just don't eat. I get distracted by stuff. Yeah, she does too. Like it'll be four thirty, and I'll say, well, "Have you eaten today?" And she's like, "No." Well, like I don't know <laughs> what I ate yesterday, like at all. I have no memory of it. I just completely really? forget. You don't know at all. Not in, not a clue. I can't name huh. a single thing I ate yesterday. Um, I had a Nutribullet shake, and then I had leftover Taco Bowl, and then I had chili. At one point, I had a jalapeno lime cupcake, which I now can only remember <laughs> because it was weird. This episode's off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> so your nutrition plan is a jalapeno lime cupcake and uh, nothing else. No, I day. just don't remember the food. But <laughs> So my goals are to gain that muscle weight back Okay. now that my nerves are more or less functional. And the way I am doing that at the moment, I've tried a bunch of exercise things, but... 
I don't like keeping track of things. I don't mm. want to keep track of my personal record. I don't care what it is. Okay. I don't want to keep track of how many sets I did on any given day. I don't care what it is. And if I set a specific number, then what happens is we'll have a night or something is weird and I have to stay up or I'm really tired for another reason. And then I just, I can't really get to the numbers that I was the day before perhaps. Yeah. So what I've been doing is just, I do sets of four until I fail to do a set of four. I do okay. uh, good, good slow pace pull-ups followed by hanging like leg raises. And then it's sets of four until I fail. I also walk tons of places mean- every day, probably two to four miles daily. That's true. So if you're doing hanging leg raises, does that mean you're actually going to the gym now? Or did you find? Or you're or using you my pull-up bar, hanging from the pull-up bar. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the even harder ones. Yeah. Okay. And Every- you're doing sets of four. So what made you land on sets of four reps rather than like AMRAP, which would be like uh, as many reps as you can until failure? Because it's easy. That's entirely the reason. Okay. Also because I don't like the number five. Why don't you like the number five? <laughs> my favorite number is twelve, and I also like factors and multiples of twelve. And five is the first number that is not. A but five is the first number in fifty cent. So, yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't reference that number without the fifty. <laughs> you know, that's, that's true. That's not fifty is not a multiple of twelve though. Unfortunately, but basically it's just it's sets of four till failure because that means that if I'm having a really good energetic day, I can take advantage of all that. But if I'm like mm. really weak for some reason, I spend all day moving heavy stuff, I can still do the exercise habit. I just okay. probably won't get as many sets in. And the habit yeah. is more important to me than any number that I might reach. So you're only doing hanging leg raises and pull-ups. Yep. That's it? Yep. So that's interesting to me because, well, number one, I would love to talk about the habit part because I know we've mentioned this habit thing several weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, at what point does the habit start to expand for you? And if you want to get back to your old level of strength, I know one thing you were doing was handstand push-ups, which... I, I don't think that the pull-ups are going to help a ton with. Like, you need to eventually do push-ups. Oh, I'm sure this will change at some point. Okay. So, yeah, there's the question. We, we talked about this several weeks ago, and I know you – I don't know if you said you were doing this exact same routine, but you were doing some sort of daily routine. At what point does the fitness routine start to expand so you can actually meet those goals? Well, basically, my fitness stuff is really small right now, and mm-hmm. that's because – one, the habit is more important. Two, I'm not eating enough. So the habit of having enough time to cook mm. myself food is more important because, you know, more calories are going to work. And yeah. also, it's just not my primary goal. And I like to really focus on one thing I'm pushing myself in okay. at a time. So if I wanted the perfect workout that covered every kind of muscle group and do all of this stuff and, you know, I could go up and down stairs, I could bike, I could do all sorts of stuff for my legs too that I'm not doing because I just walk everywhere all the time instead – and I, I know it's slightly not – it's not perfect, but it is simple enough that I might do it now while still maintaining other goals. Mm. Later, once maybe I get back into the habit of cooking better and yeah. I'm like, hey, I feel like I have energy because of all this food I'm eating and I feel slightly stronger and my habit's feeling pretty solid, then I might start to push it and say, okay, okay let's – Let's increase this workout for some more specific goals other than remembering how to be a functioning human body. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Did I, I got to uh, start somewhere and all the perfect workout routines are like, oh, I don't want to work out all those body groups. I have like 20 minutes. I'm, yeah, it's a lot I'm of intimidated. Stuff. I'm not ready for this yet. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you cut the stairs then? Yeah. I okay. cut the stairs because every morning that annoyed me because I had to find extra clothes to put on to go down the stairs. Oh, okay. And I didn't. I feel like. And I was like, that's dumb and it's interrupting my morning. 
I think laundry is your Russell. Uh, <laughs> well, our dryer's almost broken. They just haven't fixed it yet. Oh, okay. So maintenance is your Russell. And for anybody who doesn't get the reference, um, what was the essentialism episode we talked about? It, oh, it might have been. There's you have like, to, uh, you have to, it, like, for a hiking troop to get through the woods, you have to figure out how to make the slowest hiker faster. Yeah, because if, if, if 99% of them are super fast, it doesn't matter if you have to keep them in a group. So you have to yeah. fix the slowest one to make the whole group faster, and I decided it was Russell from up. Yep. So, so okay, so maintenance team's not fixing your dryer is the Russell. But Though I'm, I know you are not good at getting your laundry done, even when your dryer is working. I don't wear any clothes <laughs> twice, you know? Wait, wait, what do you mean? I don't rewear anything. I wash everything all the time. Oh, you so like, I don't rewear jeans or anything like that. You don't rewear jeans? No. Huh. I have OCD. What are you going to do? That is true. I have very specific cleanliness requirements. I guess that makes sense. I once heard the Levi's CEO say you should never wash your jeans. I don't care. I'll buy new ones. I just never wash my jeans. <laughs> yeah, I just I, do it because it's I can't more do convenient. that. That's going to cause me a lot more problems. Yeah, that's going to cause you them. a problem. Then obviously don't do it. But um, with the food thing, what's holding you back from cooking enough to eat? Is it just distraction or is it busyness or what is it? It was largely building up the habit to cook and then clean all the dishes again right after mm. because otherwise the stuff it piles up and then I'm like I don't have the energy to clean the whole kitchen and then cook something with the dishes I just cleaned and then clean again mm. and I don't have the energy because I didn't get to eat the food that I couldn't cook because okay. I couldn't it just creates a big cycle of like when am I going to feel like I have the time and the energy to do all this stuff that will give me the time and the energy okay and it's a terrible cycle but so, I'm, I'm feeling better about that now. To preview, we, we've got an episode coming up on our nutrition plans and things like that. I think that's going to be in about a month. A um, couple of suggestions for you now that are helping me. That personal blender I got is a game changer. Oh, yeah. I've been takes, using a blender for breakfast for oh, a while. You, okay, yeah. That thing takes, I don't know, 10 minutes to make my, my smoothie, and then the only thing I have to clean is the smoothie cup. I don't even pour it into another cup. I just drink it out of that. And I recently ordered some like tempered glass straws because I don't want to like hurt the environment by using a billion straws. So I've just been washing the same crappy oh. plastic straw over and over again. Oh, do you use a straw for your Yeah, because it's, it's like a frozen shake, so it would take a ton of time to try to drink it down. Oh. But with a straw, you can easily drink it. Do I want a bigger straw that's for smoothies because I'm just using a regular one, so it takes forever. Okay. And I've just been washing the straw. Uh, and yeah. someone on my Instagram was like, why don't you have a steel straw? And I went, oh, that's what I'm supposed to Google. I kept Googling smoothie straws, and all that came up were more disposable straws. Ah. And I was like, and then I, I got distracted. No, so I Googled I, I metal straw, and people thing. said, the metal straw is great, but if you're drinking a, a frozen smoothie, the metal gets really cold. And if you have sensitive teeth, it's not a good idea. And I kind of do. So then I found glass ones, and I'm going to try those out. Okay. We've got a bunch coming in the mail, like eight, I guess. A few bent ones and a, a regular straight one. And then this is something that I'm not super good at, but I know it's the solution, and it's to just cook things that you can do multiple meals out of. So I just had Anna put a bunch of chili stuff in the slow cooker yesterday, and now we've got chili for like four days probably. Yeah. So I don't know. You could probably make a – well, actually, yeah, you could probably make a vegan chili with like soy reserve or something. I don't. You don't even need meat for a chili. I guess it could just be beans and tomatoes. Yeah, but I bet soy reza would be. No, we usually good put, in we it. usually put all the three chili beans plus garbanzo beans plus lentils, and then it's pretty fine. Oh, okay. So yeah, you got a ton of stuff in there. Do that. Yeah, working on that. Okay. 
So, but basically, at the end of the day, simplicity is the name of the game for you. Yeah. Are you doing anything to track either the exercises themselves or just the fact that you did them? Nope. No? no not, not even a checkbox? It's part notebook? of my morning routine. So you just get up and you just do it and you just, I just did it. It's part it. of my morning routine. And okay. You, you know, some days, some days I'll fail. If I get four hours of sleep, I'm not going to do that great. I might do one set. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, sometimes stuff doesn't work out, but that's, that's okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess we'll move on to mine then. Um, mine is a little bit more complicated, <laughs> but everything is more complicated than I do because I enjoy complexity and you enjoy simplicity. I think it is like the fundamental difference between us. So fitness is something that I have been taking a lot more seriously lately. And it's one of those things that often goes in cycles when I'm really interested in something else. I still have a priority to stay fit, but it may be a little more like a chore or a little more back burner. Right now, that is not the case, which is why I wanted to do this episode. So I've got, I'm getting back on a three-day-per-week lifting routine. Is um, that like what, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or I'm actually doing, doing Tuesday, Thursday, I'm Sunday. Doing Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. And the reason for that, I would do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but there is a trampoline place in Denver called Spider Monkey that we went to for my birthday. And I have read that it gets ridiculously crowded with kids on the weekends. Oh, but during the weekdays, especially in the mornings, it's not that crowded. So I want to start going there every week because they have foam pits and they have gymnastics areas. They have a parkour area and they have Ninja Warrior obstacle training areas too. So basically it's, it's like half trampoline place, half just like parkour Ninja Warrior training place. And I love it. It's now my new favorite place. And I'm really sad that I'm going to lose it when I moved to Iowa and I'm going to try to get rich enough to open my own. <laughs> okay. Fair. Do they do um, franchises? Maybe, maybe they might. Skyzone does. Yeah. But Skyzone is kind of lame comparatively now because all they have is trampolines in a foam pit. That's well, it. Well, then let's crush Skyzone. Yeah. As they crushed my ankle. Oh, so this is why you might want to go to, to uh, Spider Monkey. In addition to the parkour stuff, they have slack lines. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you wouldn't even have to jump on a trampoline if you I didn't like want to. Lines. It's amazing. So I want to go there every week and train because someday I want to get a Ninja Warrior. It's still a goal of mine. It's one of those goals that like my brain is like not that serious about because it still thinks it's impossible. But there are many goals that I have achieved in the past that I thought were actually impossible. So I'm now starting to think, okay, I could probably do that. And hey, Logan Paul was on Ninja Warrior. And if Logan Paul can get on that show, then I can um, get on the show. I realize he has more followers that, than me. Oh, but Is he a YouTube guy? Yeah, he's that YouTube guy who did that really, really dumb and sensitive thing with the Japanese forest. Oh, yeah, and that guy. now is far less I, that's relevant. That's all I know him from, so he has a great reputation he with does, me. He doesn't have a good reputation. See, I have a good reputation, and I can do Ninja Warrior stuff, but I do have to train more. So I want to go there and train every Monday, but I digress. So that's my Monday fitness goal now, which means Sunday, Wednesday, Friday is my lifting routine. And uh, I'll just get into that, actually. So... I've always gone back and forth between the whole idea of just get myself in the gym and do something, which people like Mark Sisson will tell you to do. Just get in there and express your genetic potential. It doesn't matter what you do. Just get your heart pounding and challenge yourself and being on a more structured regimen. Uh, right now, I have more goals. I'm trying to operate on a caloric uh, surplus so I can actually gain weight. Yeah, I want to get up to 200 eventually and be lean at 200. And right now I'm 189. 
so I'm doing an actual regimen at this. How did you reach? Time. How did you reach that weight? Because I think that's an interesting point. That for me, 140 is like pushing it. I'm super strong at 140. Yeah. So are you using BMI kind of calculations, or is it just do you feel that number would make sense? It's more like I've well, I've been at 200 before. Like how does how does somebody college. know what weight is reasonable? Maybe they're trying to gain like too much or something, and it's not reasonable yeah, for their that's, height. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess you could use BM. Well, BMI is not really that useful for lifters. It's not. No, it's not. It's not the perfect system. If yeah. you have a lot of lean muscle mass, you're going to come up as possibly overweight in the BMI because yeah. the BMI literally just uses height and weight, and that's it. Yeah, then, it doesn't like know what it's made of. Yeah, so it's just like you, you could be, you know, 5'10 and overweight because you're lazy or you could be 5'10 and overweight, quote unquote, because you're a lifter and, you know, you squat 400 pounds. Um, for me, it's just like I feel quite defined at 189, but I think it, it could be even better at 200. So it's like I feel I felt really good at this weight. Yeah. And I think that pushing it just a little, kind of like mine. And then another thing that helps me gauge the number is I'm 6'2 in height, and my dad is like a quarter inch shorter than me. Okay. And he is like 240, and he's oh, a lifter. Okay. So and he's you like, have somebody to compare to. Right, yeah. My, my dad's not like a bodybuilder with a six-pack, but he's pretty lean, like, I don't know, probably 10 to 15% body fat. And he weighs 240. Now he's a power lifter and he, you know, values being able to lift a lot of weight, which I don't care so much about. But I feel like a 50 pound difference between the two of us is a pretty big gap. So I think going up 10 pounds wouldn't be overly okay. uh, optimistic for me because clearly there is genetic potential for me to be at 250 or 240 if I really wanted to and still healthy. But I'm just not that kind of lifter. And the reason for that is. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I have learned that what brings me joy in life is momentum and complexity of movement. So lifting weights actually isn't that fun for me. What I find to be more fun are things like skiing and snowboarding and figure skating and skateboarding and surfing and all that kind of stuff and gymnastics. Uh, so really what I want to do is just build a body that is super capable of all kinds of movement, whether it be like Ninja Warrior or whether it be skateboarding and extreme sports but I also want to be strong. Okay. So it's it's kind of like a, I don't know, if I, if I were to pick like a fictional character, it would probably be like Ezio, like somebody who is strong enough to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't really care about benching 500 pounds or 400 pounds or anything near that. Yeah. But I do want to be like, I, I do want to be really strong for my weight and I want to be strong in, in a very versatile way, but also have great balance and flexibility and speed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like a functional strength rather yeah. than a look at how powerful I have become. Exactly, yeah. strength. I don't want to be like. Um, and actually, I know a guy. His name is Matt Reynolds, and he's a he's a coach at Starting Strength, which is one of the most well recognized and respected powerlifting and coaching organizations in the world. If you look at a picture of him, he's like this really big guy, and you can tell like he probably squats and deadlifts a lot. Uh, and my dad and his friends were like that too. I don't care so much about that. And I also, I feel like I need to get a coach before I really get into squatting and deadlifting again as well, because with deadlifting, every time I go heavy on it, there's a muscle in my back near, but not right on the spinal line that always gets pulled. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you I've worked with my dad. With that. Yeah. I've worked with my dad on form, but it still tends to happen when I go over maybe 300 pounds. So I don't know if that's something with my physiology that I could fix or not. I would like to work with a you know, an expert coach before 
figuring that out for myself. Yeah. And then with, with squatting, um, I do a lot of pistol squats because those are really good for figure skating. Is that the one-legged one? Yeah, it's the one-legged one where you, you stick one leg out, you go down on one leg, and you go all the way down. So like a standard one-legged squat, you would go down to parallel where your quad was parallel with the ground. Um, a pistol squat is where like you're squatting down basically full range of motion. You're almost sitting. Okay. And I really like those because those work well with balance as well. But I may end up mixing pistol squats with barbell squats. I'm, I'm less apprehensive to get into that again than I am with deadlifting, at least heavy deadlifting. I may get into like some lighter Romanian deadlifts or stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, the program that I'm following right now is one that was created by a guy named uh, Greg O'Gallagher, and his website is at Kinobody. Um, he's an interesting guy, and I'm, I'm more fascinated with him from a business perspective than I am from a fitness perspective, though I think if, if you were to, to pinpoint like a body type that I would like to achieve, his is, a, his is pretty similar to mine. I would say like his is like the next step up to mine. He's not overly bulky. He's just like quite defined okay. and strong in a versatile way. Um, I'm really fascinated with him because he's been so successful where a lot of other fitness people haven't because he's so straightforward with what he's selling. Like his programs are literally called like the Greek God program or the Hollywood physique and stuff like that. And a lot of people think it's kind of over the top and like he's a jerk, but it works really well for his audience. Like he, he clearly knows who he's selling to and what they mm. want and has been able to tap into that. Um, that's not why I'm using one of his programs. I'm using one of his programs because I do a lot of pistol squats, which were for figure skating and people kept commenting, are you doing oh. Kino body? And I didn't know what that was. So I looked it up and I just, I found a list of, I think like a really basic, maybe old program of his on uh, the bodybuilding.com forums. So I haven't bought one of his programs, but I'm just using one of the old ones that I found listed online. And it's pretty simple. It's just like a three day week, a three day per week, um, full body kind of thing. So I'm going to go through it for people who are curious and maybe want to do it themselves. I just, I literally have a picture on my phone of it. That's how I know what to do. So Monday is the back shoulders and arms day. And I accidentally took the picture at the wrong, (laughs) um, orientation of my phone. So I have to like zoom it in, but keep my phone (laughs) sideways. (laughs) Nice. Uh, let's see where it is. Weighted chin-ups which I love doing chin-ups, which I've got that pull-up bar. That's, a, that's like you, this way. Yeah, so right. chin-ups is the... Um, like you, you're pulling it like you were flexing The back the of your hand is facing away from you. Yeah, it's like flexing a bicep one. And the way that I do the weighted chin-ups is I just put a dumbbell, I grab it with my feet. Oh, okay. Wait, we used to have like weight, weighted vests back in college. Yeah, least. I may still have that huh. or I may have gotten rid of it. Okay. I think my gym also has a belt that is specifically meant for hanging weights off of. I just need to figure out where it is. Uh, but for now, I just grab the dumbbell with my feet. So in this program, uses something called reverse pyramid training, where you start with your heaviest set, and then you go down in weight and up in reps for your next sets. Okay. So like for me, I do, I think, eight weighted chin-ups with a 35-pound dumbbell in my feet, and then I'll go down and try to do 10 with a 25 and then try to do like 12 with a 15. Um, so there's weighted chin-ups, then standing barbell press, incline dumbbell curls. So that's when you're actually sitting on a bench at an incline. And I think there's more range of motion than just normal standing ones. I find them harder for sure. Uh, skull crushers. I'll let people look those up. You don't crush your skull. That's not what it is. 
I don't know if I'm quite you try strong and, you enough. You try not to crush your skull, actually. It's a tricep exercise. And then uh, dumbbell lateral raises. Wednesday is the legs and abs day. So there's box jumps, which I also love doing because I really want to work on my vertical. Uh, pistol squats, one of my favorite exercises. Calf raises, hanging leg raises, which is what you do. And then uh, the ab wheel rollouts, which I recently found that I am really bad at. So I'm pretty good at the hanging leg raises and being so bad at the ab wheel rollouts have taught me that there are definitely different areas of strength in the core and just the hanging leg raises isn't going to cut it if you want to build like a really versatile strength in your core. Friday, which I haven't done yet because I just started this program this week is a uh, inclined barbell bench press, weighted bar dips, uh, barbell curls. So I guess there's another curl in there. Rope push downs, which is for, for triceps and then hammer curls. So, and actually, you know what? I hadn't even looked at this Friday program yet. I'm seeing a lot of curls in here. So I, I think that he, he must value bicep definition a lot more than other people. I may actually swap some stuff out of here for other things. Now, does or this maybe site have like video in. or pictures or something? Or do you have a site where you track all this stuff? Because I, like, I can't picture half of those yeah. things. And that would be a hard barrier to get through for somebody. Well, I bet you that if you bought his course, there would be demonstrations in here. Okay, but you don't probably, have that's to. That's probably true. You really don't have to. I, like I said, I literally just found somebody who posted a version. It could not It could possibly inac- be inaccurate. I don't know. Um, but I'm using an app called FitBod. And the reason I use this app is because it's the only workout tracker that I've been able to find that actually integrates with Strava, oh, the which bike is one. my biking and running app that I use. Uh, and Strava is kind of a social network too. So I have people, I let people follow me on Strava and I kind of use that as a way for people to get motivation. So I was just thinking like, how can I get my lifting in here as well to show that I'm at it every single day and you should be too. Uh, so with FitBod, this and this may not be the app that anybody or that everyone else wants to use because it does actually cost money after a free trial. Okay. And I think the main reason it does is because it is like AI powered and after you do a few workouts it will actually start suggesting workouts for you oh, based on cool. muscle recovery times. I so, like that. That's like that's like spaced repetition for your muscles. It is like that. That yeah. actually that's the kind of thing that appeals to me because I don't have to think about it. I okay. don't, don't want to think about it. Well, you might like it then. I'll show you then. So on this workout tab, well, first you have a recovery tab here and it'll tell you how many days since your last workout, how many fresh muscle groups you have. And then I think the ones that are red are the ones that were used most recently. So it can tell you like you haven't worked out your calf muscles yeah, see, in a while. That's, that's really cool. It's really yeah. hard to get me interested in like any app because I like simplicity, but that's a really cool way to... Okay. Well, yeah, if you like simplicity, I have manually input the whole Kino body routine into here, but you can okay. do new and it will just, you just tap generate your next workout. Yeah, and that's, it just is like, here's a complete workout based on the muscles that are yeah. fresh and ready to go. Hmm. Um, you can also choose like splits, like push, pull, upper body, lower body, all kinds of stuff. And you can save your workouts. So it's really nice for that. Then you log them. It logs the time. You do the reps and the weight. And you get a record in your log of everything you've done. And then it also brings my Strava in. So it's a a two-way street with Strava, which is kind of cool. Uh, So I'm really liking this app. But again, it does have a a subscription. How much is it? Um, Is it like Netflix? It's 50 bucks for a year. Oh, so less less than that. It's less than Netflix. Yeah. It's less than Netflix. But it, it might be one of those things where unless you really want the AI stuff, I would suggest doing something like Fitocracy. Yeah. which Fidocracy is like Habitica and then it's kind of a video game and you actually get experience points for doing your exercises 
I used to be straight up addicted to Fidocracy. I loved it. And the only reason I didn't go back to that is because there was no Strava integration. And I, I really wanted to have a Strava integration. So I found Fitbod and that was okay. the thing that fit the bill. Oh, yeah. We, we both used to use Fidocracy. Yeah. And Fidocracy back in the is... Day, I liked it a lot. It's free. There is a subscription, but I think I think their business model has changed to where the subscription gets you access to like coaching. It's like potentially. a freemium sort of. Yeah. You can pay for bonuses. But if you just want to track it. and you just want to get points and you want to enter challenges and get badges, that's all free and it's awesome. So I would recommend that for anybody who doesn't want the AI stuff. Um, I don't even want the AI stuff. I'm paying for it because I want that Strava integration. Yeah. And it's almost a business expense for me because it's like kind of tying into my whole personal brand and Strava kind of ties back to... Instagram and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, but I just wanted to tell people about it. So that that's basically how I track the lifting stuff. Um, now there are four other days in the week that are not used for lifting. So Mondays are going to be my spider monkey warrior training uh, versatility day. training versatile. And that, see, this is the big thing for me. I want to be versatile. And because I'm in love with so many momentum based sports, I'm I'm okay with the fact that I'm never going to be great at one. And like, this is something you have to come to terms to on this podcast, on all my videos, we talk about focus, like the fact yeah, and that essentialism you can't get and... great unless you choose one thing. But when it comes to surfing and skateboarding and snowboarding and figure skating and gymnastics, I can't pick because I love doing all of them. And I think at the end of the day, if you love doing all of them, that might outweigh your desire to be great. You're so not I'm never going to be, be world-class. Yeah. I'm never going to be a competitive snowboarder. I'm probably never going to be a competitive gymnast, but if I can do a bunch of muscle-ups and I can do a backflip on the ground and then I can go and do, you know, awesome snowboarding tricks and I can bust out maybe a single or double axle eventually on figure skating, I'm going to be happy. You know, I'm okay being great in my business and then just being simply versatile yeah. in sports. Um, so Monday is my going to be my gym gymnastics training day. And then because it is summer, I'm doing my cycling season. So Tuesdays and Thursdays and probably one of the weekend days too will be biking days. I'm currently shooting for 50 miles a week on the bike, which if I do it three days, well, the nice thing is because it's warm and because it's Denver, I can also bike to work anywhere oh, I yeah. want. So if I do maybe like a 12 to 15 mile workout three times a week, that'll get me to 45 and then I'll easily hit the other five just commuting around town That's on cool. the bike. Um, and then otherwise, there is a parkour gym in Denver that I sometimes go to. I know Anna has been wanting to go to a climbing gym, so we might get into that pretty soon. We go to the ice skating rink and figure skate. Um, I really want to go on another San Diego vacation so I can surf. Basically, my only goal on the off days is do some sort of challenging exercise, something that isn't lifting. Yeah, don't so just can, sit around all day. Yeah. And then I do have a few other things that are just sort of like little accessories to the main exercise routine. So for example, I've tried to turn this office into a place where I can not be super sedentary. So I have a door frame pull-up bar. And um, if you're gonna buy one of these, anybody watching this, measure your door frame because you and I have extremely wide door frames and yeah. didn't you end up having to buy like a steel pipe? To I put had in to yours? buy a weird pipe fittings at Home Depot and DIY one. Recently, however, Target was carrying a deluxe different brand oh, okay. that fits just fine in my closet door and it is long enough. So you actually got it. So I did get that because otherwise I noticed that pulling on yours, the correct length, a lot more of my force goes into me doing the pull-up. Whereas if mine, yeah. part of the force goes from the bar 
going to the inside of the pipe. Like it's it's yeah. less sturdy, so my exercise isn't as good. Yep. Yeah. So and actually, I think we can link in the show notes to the one that I bought because the one that I bought is extra wide. Yeah. And the thing I love about the one I bought is it has several different grip configurations. There's like a wide, and then there is two different choices for parallel grip, and then there is a chin up. Yeah, pull so up, pull I like up that. bars that you can get for door frames are like my favorite. It's great thing <laughs> because it's really versatile, and pull ups are my favorite exercise. So, mm-hmm. so I've got that. I've got two 15 pound dumbbells. So these are not for normal working sets because if I if I if I'm doing incline bench dumbbell curls, say I'll do 40s, and if I'm standing, I'll do 50s. So 15 is you know nothing basically, but. If I'm sitting in here editing for two hours, I want to get up once an hour and lift the weights. Like we talked about before, the sedentary locked to your keyboard movement, if you just keep doing that, that's what leads to the chronic injuries in your arms. Yeah. And I will get, I'll get nerve pain shooting up through my forearms if I have like a, you know, a crazy three-day editing spree where I don't exercise. Yeah, that stuff terrifies me. Uh, yep. Never do it. Everything is worth it. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Avoid chronic injury as, as much as you possibly can. Um, so I will get up and I'll do curls and lat raises and shoulder press, and then I'll do some, uh, some chin-ups. And I recently realized, oh, I can just hold the dumbbell between my feet and do weighted chin-ups. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, I may purchase soon a pair of those, they're like little gymnastics bars that just sit on the floor and they just give you a handhold that's like a, maybe like six or eight inches off the floor. So you could use those for doing like L sits, which is like the hanging sit. I think I'm picturing it. I just didn't know the words. It's it's like parallel bars, except for they're eight inches off the ground. And it's like you, cool. you can build them out of PVC pipe. And they're really Yeah, I small, think I'm portable. pretty likely uh, next time I move to like try to have an area where I can have a bunch of home gym kind of stuff. Yeah. The easy stuff like that. Not like, you know, the big machines that inevitably become a clothing rack and what well, I've forgotten about. When I get a house, I'm going out in the backyard. I'm digging up post holes, filling them with the cement, and I'm making my own parkour bar area. And I'm so stoked to do that. Yeah. Uh, And I I also want to build a skate ramp, but that's... That'd be really cool. This is far in the future. unrelated, mildly. (laughs) Related mildly, though. Um, I I also have an Indo board, which is a balance board that has, like, a cushion that you can stand on and just work on your balance. Yeah. And when I'm podcasting with Andrew, sometimes I put the desk to standing height and I just do oh, balance nice. work the whole time I'm podcasting with him. Now, that one isn't video, right? Nope, we're not a video. Okay, so yeah. you're not just like, whoa. We could do that. Talking about money. It would be pretty hilarious, actually. Do a podcast just on the Indo boards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's basically my routine. And my routine is, you know, lift, bike, and then just be moving and do things I like. And for anybody out there who's just like, well, I don't know how to skateboard. I don't know how to snowboard or figure skate or do all these weird, crazy things Tom's doing. Just go join a sport. During the winter months, I couldn't skateboard. So I would, and I couldn't bike either. I mean, I didn't want to because it was super cold. Uh, So I would go to my gym and just get a basketball and shoot hoops. Yeah. And there was this part of me that was like, oh, I don't like basketball. I haven't played that since middle school. But once I started doing it, I started realizing, actually, this is fun. And if you do like layup drills or you play some pickup basketball with people, that's like running on the treadmill, but way more fun. Yeah, I mean, basketball's if you, great. If you're playing to 21, that's like a half an hour of basically sprinting. Now, racquetball is another pretty intensive yeah. running one. 
Yeah, racquetball is uh, great. That's, that's pretty good. Volleyball is great. Except that I ran into the wall. Well, don't do that, you dingus. The goggles got rid of my peripheral vision. <laughs> oh, okay. So I didn't see the wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say to anybody out there, number one, if you're trying to do a workout routine, maybe start with Martin's approach to it. And then you can spiral up that habit, convince yourself or prove to yourself that you can do it consistently, and then maybe add in some more structured programs. Or if you already have the motivation, do a program. Yeah, and you see, know, that that's really anything. what it is because mine is just sort of a – I don't want to overcomplicate it and scare myself out of doing it consistently because mm-hmm. I keep falling into like I'm not eating enough to keep up this. Oh, no, maybe I need to fix the root habits first. Yeah. But at some point when I want to take it more seriously, I'll probably look into something like that uh, that AI thing or photography mm-hmm. and start doing some more serious exercises because yeah. mine's it's really like a maintenance habit building thing. Yep. Rather yeah. than rather than growth at the moment. And that's the big thing I want to stress here. If you're already not lifting consistently or you have a very minimalist routine like you do, don't worry about the program because what's inevitably going to happen for a bunch of people is they're going to go look up exercise programs online and they're going to get a zillion of them and they're going to think, well, I don't know which one's yeah, the perfect they're, they're one. They're overwhelming. I literally just pulled one from the bodybuilding.com forums. I didn't think about it. I wasn't like, is this up to date? Did Kinobody change his stuff? Like, I didn't care because I know that no matter what, it's beneficial. It's yeah. going to help me. As long as I keep good form, you know, and I do it consistently, I'm going to get gains. And if I do that for a while and then I think, all right, maybe I want to optimize this a bit. I can do that after I've proved to myself that I can do the routine, you know, in general, like, the perfect routine will do nothing for you if you can't stick to it. So just do whatever it is you can stick to. Um, another point on that note, a lot of people will say, you know, you got to do three sets of however many reps. Well, when I go to the gym, three sets takes a while, especially if you're doing a lot of heavy weight or you're going to failure. It's a lot of rest time. If you don't have time for that, do two or do one. Just go in the gym and do one set of each exercise and then work on some flexibility and leave. Yeah. That'll be like half an hour maybe. Um, so to wrap this up, the apps I use, FitBod, Strava, though I would recommend Fitocracy for people who don't want to pay. Uh, well, FitBod is pretty cool. Um, Kinobody is an excellent marketer. So anybody who's curious about his courses, I'll let him do the selling. What I'll tell you is that there are a ton of great routines online you can get for free. Bodybuilding.com has a ton. Pretty sure Fitocracy's blog has a bunch of them. Um, reddit.com slash r slash fitness has a ton of good information, a great community. It's all free. There's a great wiki. Um, and I would look into starting strength as a good program. If you're a beginning lifter who wants to gain strength, that's a very powerlifting focused program. It's quite simple. You can get a free routine very easily online. And, uh, that's what I did freshman year. And I added, you know, like 50 pounds to my squat, hundred pounds to my deadlift, all kinds of stuff like that. And then just try sports. That's the big one. Everyone tells me I hate running. I hate running too. Yeah, I hate but I running. Like, I like cycling and I like basketball and I like well, all these cool why sports. why we're not exercising so much. The things that we think are fun now are just sitting and watching Netflix. You want exercise to be fun. We turn it into a terrible, terrible chore now because we yeah. don't actually have to move to do our jobs or to do anything. So yep. yeah. making it a hobby is way better. Mm-hmm. And hey, you and I still have time for video games. Yeah. And for reading books, you know. It's not like fitness is going to take over your life. Uh, the excuse that you don't have time is a BS excuse, especially because staying fit will make you more cognitively capable and you'll be able to work more efficiently. 
Yeah, well, saying you don't have enough time for anything is really just focusing on, like, the helpless aspect. Yeah. Because no matter what, I can't do 25 hours of work in 24 hours. The only thing yep. I can change is the amount of stuff I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if our company ever gets to the point where we have an office and people are coming in every day, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I want to have some form of, like, you work seven hours and you have an hour to go... Play in the ball pit. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. yeah, that's one of the perks of our company. Ball pit. That's kombucha it. on tap, beer on tap, ball pit. <laughs> to get to the kombucha tap, <laughs> you have to dive into the ball pit through a door that only goes in one way so the ball pit doesn't fall into it. So it's like there's a tunnel down there. And this then there's is amazing. the kombucha. Oh, my gosh. I want to make a Ninja Warrior Like there's a secret room the down there, now. and you have to, like. This sounds great. I'm, I'm excited now. Well, I remember in the. That's how you make me want to do stuff. Um, some, some people who are in the army were telling me like to get into the mess hall, there's a pull-up bar and you have to do five pull-ups before you go in. Just like, if then. Yeah. So, hmm. Obstacle course to the to kombucha on tap in the office. See, this is why I was thinking like, do I want an office downtown that's like in the skywalk and has all the access to things? Or do I want to get like a flex space that has really high ceilings and a lot more square footage so I could put gymnastic stuff in there. So, you know, people are bored sitting on their desk and they want to take a break. All right, go do some fun stuff on the double bars or the parallel bars or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to work on this engineering (laughs) project in my head uh, later. We'll definitely have a pull up bar in the office no matter what. Anyway. um, The last thing I wanted to mention is in my Habitica, which is the, uh, the mother of all habit trackers and kind of like the, the be all end all for, for my life. It just says do challenging exercise once a day. So that's what I care about the most. If I am not able to make it to the gym on a certain day or I'm traveling or whatever, I'll go for a run or I'll do some bodyweight exercises. Pretty easy to do pistol squats and, uh, you know, well, I wouldn't say they were easy, but pretty oh, easy yeah. to do squats it's, with your body it's weight. It's simple. And a pistol squat, if you can do it, it's very simple. Push-ups, all kinds of stuff in your hotel room. And then I check that off. And I am posting on my Instagram story once a week a screenshot of my Habitica because I find this like symbiotic relationship with my social media to be very beneficial, both for me and my audience. I get a lot of positive feedback from my audience when I post stuff like this. And I also find it, it keeps me accountable. Uh, Yeah. So I I like it. So once again, Tom Frankly on Instagram, you are Yo Martholomew on Instagram. And those links, plus links to all the apps we mentioned and all kinds of other stuff that I probably forgot about already, are going to be in our show notes, which you can find at CIGpodcast.com slash 216. Or if you're watching this on Facebook Watch or YouTube, you can go to the link in the description down below to find that. Anything else we should talk about? Let's see here. We do have that other podcast episode on fitness routines, so we're going to have that in the show notes. And... I will probably add, I should add Fitocracy to our tools page. I do love me some Fitocracy. And honestly, I'll probably complicate my workout in the next several weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, it's just life. You got to have the habit first. Yeah. Well, that's why I pushed the nutrition episode off a month from now, because I want to be able to come Mm -hmm. into it saying, this has been my habit for a month rather than I just got back from vacation. I'm very motivated and I'm doing this thing for four days. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to say like, no, there's, there's some, there's some actual history. Oh, that works too. Cause I just got back into cooking. So, you know, it'll, it'll yeah. be a lot better. 
Yeah, and I would love to. I would love for you to be able to come into that episode and say, "Here's what I'm doing, and here's what's working, what didn't work, that kind of stuff." Yeah. So we will reconvene for that episode in about a month's time, I think. Uh, in the meantime, check out our resources page, collegeinfogeek.com/resources, to find our favorite tools, apps, backpacks, other kind of gear, stuff you should bring to college, and our essential books for students page. All that can be found at that URL. So definitely check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in next week's episode. Stay cute.